Hey everyone, welcome back to the Class 1A podcast with another Vigilantes episode coming at you today for Chapter 94. My name is Andrew Nimsgren and I'll have just Dylan Beal alongside me today to dive into the newest chapter of the My Hero Academia Vigilantes manga. Before we talk about anything about the thoughts over the chapters, how are you doing today, dude? I'm doing pretty good. I want to I wanna talk about some manga. I'm, I'm ready for it. I know, and I'm super excited to finally be caught up. So for those of you just checking this episode, we've been doing like chapter recaps of every single chapter in like the last like four months. So we started one, and now we're all the way up to 94 and live, and it's been a journey. So kind of catching up to it right as it's about to end is super, super exciting. But with that, I think we kind of have mixed opinions on the newest chapter, which will be really interesting because we've always been super high on it. But I'll give the breakdown of what happened in this chapter in just one second. But before we do that, if you are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, please like, leave a comment about your thoughts on the chapters, all that kind of stuff. It helps a ton. We've recently shifted over to making more My Hero content than ever. So your interaction or just seeing what you enjoy um, us talking about is always super helpful. Otherwise, this is on podcast as well under the Class 1A podcast. Find that at any major podcasting platforms and leaving a five-star review on that as well. Please, please, please. It helps us as well. But not going to spend too much time kind of showing out. Let's jump into everything that actually happened with chapter 94 chapter 94 is pretty much just kind of the wrapping up of this flashback arc with knuckle duster rapper mirko and everyone with all might coming in and cleaning up all the villains over 100 being a hero record and at the same time also saving people helping like uh, sturdy buildings all kinds of stuff just seeing all might in his prime was super cool and then as he heads back he goes into all might sleep which i just love that everything he does has all might in it but pretty much we do also see a young fat gum as well, just eating, kind of being his same mentality there, talking about how cool he was. But really the big thing is going back to All For One's hideout, Hood is still going on a rampage, and All For One is not happy with where his shape is, talking about how your quirks kind of stopped being useful shortly into his fight, and that his desire to fight was too strong. So he knocked him out and sent him back to the doctor for more work, saying that it's no worries, this is all getting me closer to the fight with him. Him, who we assume is All Might. Back talking with the detective, um, Knuckle Duster, Tiger Bunny, and all that. Tiger Bunny and Rapper both go their own way. We see Mirko take off her mask. For those of you that didn't know it was Mirko, it's very clear that it is now. She goes back to school and talks to the Rapper about how I'll save less deadly kicks for you because the Rapper pretty much doesn't know what he wants to do. He says, I'm just going to go be me and go find another underground fighting arena. And we know that eventually ends up the Shihasaki. And Detective um Ezio and Knuckle Duster are talking about how this is leading to something bigger and how he's very very overprotective and cautious because he knows how crafty these villains are and he doesn't want to give too much away so it kind of the flashback ends in a really weird moment where it's just those two talking and then it jumps back to the current day with no full wrap-up of the flashback but we do see that Detective Ezio is looking through these files and we figure out a couple of things We've now jumped past the All for One um, and All Might fight, knowing that it's already happened in the past, that they knew that the detective, the underground fighting ring led back to All for One, and that now we are kind of back in the current state where they're trying to put it all together and starting to realize that all the attacks that have been happening in Vigilante's manga kind of tie back to the same issues with this underground masquerade and Detective Ezio finally kind of puts it together that this all may be one mastermind behind it. At that moment, a police officer like man shows up saying like, hey, what's up with the files? We need to check those back in. And the detective says, I think I've put it all together. I'm doing the last strings. 
and I realize at that moment that it is number six, where he does burn off some papers in his hands and then cause a huge explosion, apparently killing uh, Detective Ezio in the moment and then running away with his overclock ability. And in an alleyway as he's walking by, we see a ghost-like version of O'Clock saying, good job, always be vigilant, always being a step ahead. Kind of seeing that he still sees Overclock as like a mentor, but it's clearly not the real O'Clock knowing that Knuckle Duster is. So, Dylan, it was kind of a weird chapter. I felt like they brushed over some things. The flashback ended in a weird point, but clearly we're back in current day. Detective's been attacked. Number six is back out there and healthy again. Shit's about to go down again at least. Yeah, so uh, I think we were both talking about this. Like, we were, we were talking, like, as soon as it dropped and we read through it, that we're like, what's the point of this? Why did we have this arc? And I, I, I thought about it a little bit, and I think I understand finally. So even though we re were really hoping that this arc was going to kind of lead into the um, All Might, All for One fight, because that would have been incredible. That would have been, like, it's just super hype. Because, like, the fight happened in, in the background... It, it, it was a fight we don't know if it's the fight that happened at that exact moment um but some sort of fight happened we didn't get to see it that kind of sucks but what i think the issue the, the like the the purpose of this was is it wasn't really explicitly said that um uh all for one was tied uh to this series and kind of the person in the background kind of controlling everything and i think that's what this was for was to kind of heavy handedly say that and just like put it out on the table of like no yeah this is this is how it ties into his actual grand scheme of things this is why all these things are happening and kind of like put all those pieces together because we, we've been talking for the past couple of weeks that this is probably leading up into the end and i think this is kind of them putting starting to put all the cards on the table just saying hey this is the whole situation this is what's really going on yeah and i, and I agree with part of that and clearly like he said um, when he was talking to Kuguri after taking Hood back that he has a certain plan with the O'Clock ability. That that ability was super interesting to him and he wanted very badly. And obviously that ended up being with number six. But that he had some kind of overarching plan with number six. And that doesn't exactly seem to have come to fruition yet. Like everything number six has done up to now has been chaos, spreading the drugs and all that. But it doesn't feel like he's accomplished some master plan which is kind of what we know all for one for, and he had a very clear ability for this. So if number six wasn't doing what all for one wanted, he would have just called him back with Kirigiri, knocked him out, and things would have been fine. At least I'm assuming that's what would happen at this point, as we saw it just happen with Hood. So I don't know exactly where this is leading, which also is what it sets up. I mean, it gives us a cool chance to see some characters, to see O'Clock in action back in the good old days. But it also sets up that there is some kind of grand plan with All for One, possibly. So I agree with that, but I don't know what it is. And it doesn't feel like that connects with everything number six has done up till now. Wait, actually, I have a question. I, I'm, I might be dumb. I might be dumb. He didn't get his, he didn't get his uh, O'Clock quirk taken in that flashback, did he? Wait, what, what is, wait, when does he get it taken then? Like, at what point? So there has to be a, there's still a confrontation that we didn't see. Are we going to see in another flashback? Because like, I, I, I thought that's what this one was like, because thinking back, I was like, wait a second. That's why we originally thought we were going to get this flashback is because this is when he was going to get his quirk stolen. But, but we did, did see his quirk lost at one point, didn't we? 
no it well it was a single frame of i think i think it was all for one standing over him yeah it all says at some point in the past um old clock's quirk was stolen by all for one leaving him quirkless yeah and and i okay yeah it, it's coming back to me because originally i think what our speculation was was this was the time that he got it stolen and in some instance of where he got it stolen is where all, all might might have taken the hit for him or something yeah as well we kind of thought it was going to go was like oh all might's here all for one isn't going to give up on the quirk he really wants it so there's some kind of confrontation there but clearly those are just all non-connected things and at this point another flashback would be weird they said this is the final arc and this is a 20 30 chapter arc already it feels like so i don't know if we're ever going to see that we saw that very clearly now in the past that all for one wanted it and then at some point, all for one personally came and got it. That's We've seen those two moments, so I don't know now that the flashback's over if they need or if I'd want them to go back and connect those bridges. I just feel like it'd be taking away from the story again, and it gets to a point we already know happened. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a little strange. And the one thing that I don't understand that um, I'm assuming will be kind of revealed to us is I think, I think O'Clock's ability is the most powerful on all for one. Because, like, if, if you can have him have that, like, intense, uh, like, thinking speed ability during his fights, he's basically unstoppable. Um, he could easily stand against All Might, probably take him down uh, pretty pretty handily if he has that ability on top of all of this other stuff. So there's a reason why he personally took it uh, from O'Clock and gave it to number six. And there's a reason why he doesn't have it. Like, there's a specific reason, and... I, I'm really curious on why that is. And I think that's what we're going to come now to. And I think that's part of what the end of this chapter was, is that the detective was starting to put it all together, that there's some kind of thread tying this all together. And I'm assuming all for one probably sent number six. Like that doesn't seem like a number six thing to do that going into the detective's audit, um, office to blow them up because they think they might have, evidence connecting it all together that just doesn't seem like he's very smart he's very clever but just because they're putting all the threads together doesn't mean number six is going to come back into it and like his identity is going to be given away so that almost feels like it's something being done to protect all for one because he's still in the background now we know that he didn't actually die in that fight that they brushed over in this chapter that like oh yeah it's done and they don't want it to be made clear that all for one's still in the background so I think that's what the last couple panels were for is number six covering the tracks for all for one. And now they're going to do whatever that last big plan is now that there's no evidence that they're all together. Mm -hmm. So thinking back to the beginning of my hero proper. So at the beginning of my hero up until the fight of Camino, right? So in that time period, uh, all for one was kind of like, like on ice so to speak right like wasn't he like recovering so they maybe, weren't exactly maybe... sure i think all my thought he killed him at that moment yeah because so uh, what, I, what i'm thinking the series of events that probably happened is um he takes he takes o'clock at some point and then they have the big fight at some point um all might almost kills him and then at some point he's like hey i'm like you know regenerating or whatever whatever he's doing um and he gives that uh he gives o'clock to uh to number six to like wreak havoc 
So maybe that's why he gave it up is just because he was kind of like doing his regeneration thing or whatever. But he wanted the quirk before the fight. So, I mean, he may have had a different plan and did that. Like, that's a good point. But when he was at his full state before the all-for-one All Might fight, he wanted that quirk. He said, I have a good use for it. So that may be what it is now, but that's not why he originally No, no, no. I think the original use was just to kill All Might. I think that's. I think it's that simple. Just because it's it's a really strong quirk. I agree. Um. Okay. So I. Where do we, we go? Where do we go from here, though? I I don't know because we know that number six has a vendetta against Koichi and Pop now, and clearly that he's back at full health. I think that makes sense. I mean, obviously this is in the end Koichi's story, really. So I think it going back to him quickly after this flashback makes sense to me. If it doesn't go there, I have no idea where the story is going to go. It may focus on O'Clock or it may show where Knuckle Duster is. I mean, maybe that could be a setup of, hey, remember Knuckle Duster? Used to be super cool. Now he's not. Like, And now kind of bringing that back into the limelight and then setting up the last couple pieces for the big fight. But I really do think we're going to get some Koichi time. Maybe a check-in and pop. Maybe she's up and doing better now. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen, but I hope it goes back for at least a couple chapters focused on Koichi before setting up a couple more pieces of the final fight. Yeah, because we uh, when we last left Koichi, was he still doing his like stakeout of the hospital? Yep, they were on top okay. of that, and I think it was, they're like pestering the one, um, like maintenance guy and then all of a sudden the very next chapter went straight into a flashback i don't even know okay. if it had much of like an explanation of why it went into it it just happened all right so i guess i guess that's what we need to do from here is so like the big i, I think the big goals that still need to be accomplished like throughout the series is koichi and pop need to get vindicated right i assume they will probably get vindicated we need to figure out what happened um uh with with o'clock like what actually knuckle duster like what 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 eventually happened to him because like we we left him and we don't know what happened to us we need to figure out what happened to him and then uh two o'clock our number six needs to die at some point as well we need to have like a showdown with him which doesn't sound like much but i also thought most of that would have happened already now before the flashback so at this point i'm kind of thrown off of what they're going to do next because i thought we'd be two or three chapters into the final fight with everyone back at this point, not the five or six chapters of the flashback, which I did enjoy still, but which I mean, five or five or six chapters for something that comes out every other week. It's a long time. Like we were in that flashback for a long time. Yeah. And now the next chapter is three weeks away now too, which gives me some kind of hope that maybe they're taking a break just to kind of wrap up and get ready for some big fights I don't, I don't know exactly why they take breaks for all kinds of different reasons but i can kind of theorize that maybe they're like okay let's take one last break before these last five six chapters of vigilantes and make them awesome it's kind of what i hope is happening here that it's just all set up and then last couple fights and then everyone just like one chapter of how everything ends up and where everyone goes on because they're clearly not in the main universe yeah i i think um at the pace that we're going at uh it, it it's possible that we'll take this to the summer, like deep into the summer. I think. I, I think so too. I mean, three weeks before the next chapter puts us, what, early February? Mid-February yeah. even at this, mid-February at this point. And then 
I mean, obviously, Chapter 100 is just around the corner. I don't think that's when they're going to wrap up, but I think it could be an absolute peak. So they're obviously going to hit that 100, which means there's at least six more chapters, which means it's a minimum of 12 or 13 weeks, which puts us in May. Yeah, it, it's it's really weird to have like a series that airs like this is because you take one like a week off of your break and it's like it's basically a month like you're then into the next month like it, the, the pacing definitely feels a lot more strange uh, compared to any series that you might be following weekly because if you follow something weekly yeah like things do come out kind of slow but you have four chapters like what like my hero proper like the last arc was really really long we were in that arc for a really long time but we got a ton of chapters really fast because it was just like week after week after week after week and this you know it's like we had like a kind of like a christmas hiatus a little bit like there was that extra week for christmas and then we got this three weeks and so things just feel a little bit slow um but i i, I mean i think overall this is panning out pretty well and we say this every single time we talk about vigilantes but man i can't wait till this gets animated it's got it's gotta like i think with the popularity of my hero it has to get animated yes i i hope so too and i hope that's how they like just they end the series and the very next week you're like you know what next year you're gonna get a brand new my hero anime oh that would be so sick because they like doing something that like uh so chainsaw man just ended recently and at and their last chapter they had the last chapter per, like perfect series it rules and then, like, on, like, the next, like, thing, it's, like, by the way, the anime is coming next year. I love that. I love, I love those kind of announcements. Like, that would be a great way to end this. Like, I don't care how this ends if they just instantly announce it's going to be animated. And who, maybe not next year. I mean, I I don't – would you be overwhelmed with two My Hero shows at once? Like, I mean, I would Two be. different studios and all that kind of stuff and very different vibes, but – I mean, I wouldn't be personally. Uh, I, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's go. Uh, but I don't think that they will. I think it could be two different studios. So the way that... Um, I think Gundam's a really good example for this. So the way that Gundam was doing some of their stuff is they were having one studio do some of the more like serious ones. And when their like lighthearted series was airing alongside of it, they would basically do the, we release a serious show... And then another studio releases the non-series one in, in the time between it takes seasons to happen. And so, like, there was really no big off year for Gundam. They were always kind of doing something. Um, but it was two different studios doing two different types of shows. So I think they could do something like that. Yeah. Maybe. I, I, I hope I, so. I mean, because we have at least season, what, five, six, and then probably season six. There's probably three more seasons of My Hero, which will put us... At least, at the into, very least, there's three more seasons. Which will put us into 20, uh, 2024, Four. 2025, yeah. and then you do Vigilantes afterwards. But uh, that just no, feels no, too no. long away from the manga ending. So if it's going to happen, they probably will announce it this year. If the manga ends in the next two or three months, I'd be surprised if they didn't announce it by the end of the year. Because after that, who knows where the popularity is, unless they somehow do another spinoff of vigilantes on koichi's kind of like path to like being a hero or something like well i i think the difficult part is that like you look at the timeline of everything and the timelines almost add up perfectly for the series to end and my hero to start like it, it it's it's almost perfect which is a bad thing for the series because then you can't really have koichi go forward because why not the series 
Why can't Koichi go be a local level hero? No, because if you have a series of him going forward, it's basically as soon as Deku starts his journey. And the runway for that is only six months or so. It's really not that far. And you can't go beyond that in the future because there's big there's big ramifications in my hero that like clearly you can't do that um so I, it, it's a it's a little bit of a weird thing uh in terms of time you could you could play around with those you know that one year to six months and just be like here's kind of what happens like it's like an indefinite kind of year of him doing i don't want to say fluff but like him just like doing fluff stuff but i don't know i i, I think it's i think it's tricky with the, they kind of painted themselves in a corner with timing but anything else about this chapter you want to talk about, or do we want to wrap it up with somehow picking a plus ultra award for this week? Yeah, let's 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 do it. Let's, all right. let's pick one. For those of you that do not know each and every chapter of Vigilantes, the main anime, all that kind of stuff, we do something called the plus ultra award where we pick a character that went beyond that win plus ultra and deserves the reward for that week. And Dylan, I, I, I don't know who I'm going to pick, so I want to hear your explanation for picking someone this week. Yeah, so I think it's number six. I think I think he kind of proved uh, his like his like skills. I would say he's like well at this point he's like completely unhinged. Um, but he has this like weird like ability to be able to like blend in and like kind of just like go into places. Like I don't know if it's because he has just a very normal face or something. Um, and, and obviously his quirk on top of that, but like, I don't, I think that's like kind of cool. Like, um, I was reading, uh, some comments uh, on this and they brought up like, yeah, attacking like the bureaucracy of things is kind of like a big deal in hero society and can kind of like, you know, further your plans along by just destroying evidence. And it was like kind of cool uh, to have that. Uh, I thought that statement was kind of cool and it's true. Like clearly like someone very smart is like controlling him and telling him to do these things, but, um, Seeing him unhinged is, is is scary. I think it's a plus ultra uh, villain moment. Yeah, I would have probably gave it to Detective Ezio if he lived. But considering he died in this chapter, it's kind of... Well, we're assuming he died. An explosion went off right in front of him, so we are assuming he died. Um, putting together and maybe like kind of giving the early heads up that like, hey, All for One might still be alive would have been a huge moment in the All for in the universe but it makes sense that he can't do it because then it ruins the surprise for the main one which ultimately probably why they did it so i have to agree with number six doing it of just the his ability to get in and just do pretty much whatever he wants somehow he can just blend into whatever he is trying to do which is just incredible he took down pretty much an entire police station by himself and got out without even getting shot at so he did pretty well there so i'll have to agree with that even though it wasn't uh, the best performance I love seeing out of Plus Ultra. But I think with that, we're going to wrap up today's video, chapter, podcast, whatever you want to call it, however you're listening to it. We're still trying to get used to all of that. But thank you all so much for listening to this chapter of Vigilantes. Like we said, there's not going to be another chapter for three weeks, so we will be on top of that chapter when it comes out. But until then, we're going to have two back-to-back special episodes of the Class 1A podcast. And Dylan, do you want to tell them what next week's chapter is going to be? Yeah, so yeah, so next week, um, I'm making Andrew and myself uh, read some My Hero fan fiction. Um, not not anything not safe for work inherently, um, just anything that is written for fans about the My Hero universe. And oh, oh boy, there is, whew, there, there is some 
there's some thoughts to be had. Uh, it's going to be a really good episode. I'm very worried, but very excited at the same time. So I hope you guys are excited for that as we are. But we will see you back here next Saturday. Make sure to check us out at poppedoff.com or twitter.com slash class 1A pod. And on YouTube as well at class. I'm on youtube.com slash class 1A. See you guys next Saturday and thank you for listening.